welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. Today we're going to look at John chapter 9. John chapter 9, the title of this podcast is, Since You Say We See. Since You Say We See. This has to be one of my most favorite uh, accounts in the Gospels of this account of this man who was born blind. Before we begin, I want to remind everybody that we now have a Twitter account. It's at Biblical Question. You can find the links at biblicalquestion.com as well to other social media accounts that we're, we're getting started. We'd like to encourage you to go to our webpage, read more about us, and follow us on your uh, favorite social media. Please tell your friends about us if you'd like us, and tell others uh, as well to click that like button. We've got more and more people following us, and we're getting more and more likes, and we thank God for that. I want to start off by reading John chapter 9. If you have a Bible, I would encourage you to follow along and read the first two verses. And it says, As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he would be born blind? Again, today we're going to go back and look at one of the most interesting stories in all the New Testament. It is so full of detail, you almost feel like you're there. It's, it's like you actually know this remarkable man uh, who started out blind and ended up seeing. The story here again in John chapter 9 has really a big cast. And by the time you get to the end of the story, uh, you will realize the man born blind was not the only one who was blind. As we read through this story, we will see several people who had blind spots. First we will look at the disciples. It says here again, you know, the first two verses, we've already read this, they're asking the question to Jesus, who sinned that this man be born blind? What the disciples are asking here uh, showed themselves that they were blinded by a judgmental attitude. It was common belief back in the days of Jesus that any physical defect was a punishment for someone's sin. And I know some religions uh, in the world today still teach that or believe that, but Christianity uh, does not believe that. The question they, they asked really was not unusual, but it showed that they were blind to God's reality. And here's how Jesus opened their eyes to the truth. In verse 3, Jesus answers that question. It is not that this man sinned or his parents but that the works of God may be displayed in him. You see, when the disciples looked at this blind man, they saw someone to, to analyze and, and talk about or try to sum him up. When Jesus looked at the blind man, he saw someone who could display the glory of God. Most people today do not believe given this sickness or deformity as a punishment for someone's sin, but when we look at people with problems, many of us are blinded by a judgmental attitude. How do you see people around you? When you see people who are, are flawed and struggling, someone who is sick or disabled, perhaps a, an alcoholic or a drug addicted, or a, a homeless person, are you blinded by a judgmental attitude that sees them as a lost cause? There's no hope for that person. Ask Jesus to, to open your eyes to the potential for God to transform the lives around you. 
in the way that he, he transformed the life of this blind man. Jesus will spit on the ground and, and make mud, and he will put this mud on the man's eyes. And he will tell him, this blind man, to, to go and wash in the pool of Solomon. When the blind man came back, he could see. We immediately find out his friends and neighbors are the blind ones. Their personal hate in their hearts makes them blind. And that would be the second point I'd like to point out. This, this blinded by the doctrine of evil. And this is the crowds as well as others in, in the Sanhedrin perhaps. Instead of being amazed and excited, some folks, they, they start to argue. Read with me in verse 8 through 10. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar were saying, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? And some said, It is he. And others said, No, but it is like him. He kept saying, I'm the man. So they said to him, Then how were your eyes opened? Can you imagine that this guy can really see for the first time in his life? And sadly, he gets put on the defensive right away. He has to try to convince all these skeptics and of those people around him that it really is him, that he was the blind man. And he tells them the story of what happened over and over. But some people are just too cynical to admit, even the possibility his story might be true. Do we, do we ever miss the amazing miracles of God because we're too cynical to believe? If you hear about a criminal who, who was at the jailhouse and he's, he's converted, and do you immediately write him off as a fake? I understand a lot of them find religion trying to impress a judge. But if someone claims that God has healed him from a sickness, do you figure that they probably weren't sick in the first place? And sure, again, I know there's times that people make false claims. You can read it in the news every once in a while. But if we become cynical, we, we run the risk of missing the transforming miracles that could be happening right before our eyes. If we don't believe that God can answer prayers, why do we bother to pray? I've never really gotten a true answer to that from anybody I've ever asked. The third point is blinded by traditionalism. And this is going to be the Pharisees, uh, the religious leaders of the day. You see, because right before their eyes, they saw an amazing miracle. If they all, all they could see was Jesus was breaking tradition. The Pharisees, they were very proud of their traditions. Their power and, and reputation were their very identity. It came from knowing and enforcing their religious traditions. You may uh, recall, some of you may have watched or uh, rented the movie. It's a musical, actually, called The Fiddler on the Roof. In this movie, or play, it begins with a song entitled, Tradition. And the point of this song is that traditions are the foundation of, of life in the Jewish community. 
but Tiva, the milkman, and the father of five dollar uh, daughters, excuse me, has his traditional world shaken when his three daughters, who are suitable for marriage, each depart from the marriage tradition. In the end, the father, he's really blind by his own devotion to, addition, to his tradition, and it tears apart the, the very fabric of his family. Sometimes congregations can suffer from this kind of blindness. We can become just like the Pharisees, thinking that we're more holier than everybody else, thinking that we're better than everybody else because God saved us, but he hasn't saved the guy next door. We really need to be careful because it is possible to be blind to what God is doing here and now, today. Because we can't let go of the past. We can't get past our past. And I, do, I don't want us to miss out what God is doing now. I know I don't. Because I want us to focus on God. And if I stay focused on how God does his things, God, there's a verse that says God has new blessings every day. And we sing that song so many times in congregations where I visited or was the pulpit minister. But if you would ask somebody, do you really believe in the blessings of God? You'd be surprised how many people would just stare into the space. Why are we singing songs that we don't believe in? And why are we reading scriptures? Great is thy faithfulness. New every morning are your blessings. You know, we need to be careful. If not, we will become blinded by our comfortable traditions. And I know there's many congregations that are really stooped deep in tradition. And there is nobody going to change that. Only God can. You see, because going back to Jesus' time, the Pharisees were determined to deny the undeniable, this miracle. So what do they do? They, they call in this man's parents for questioning. John 9, 19 says, And the Pharisees asked them, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he see? And the parents answer, really goes to show that they too had a blind spot. They were blinded by fear. Verse 20, His parents answered, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. But how he now sees, we do not know. Nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he's of age, he will speak for himself. In verse 22, here, here sums it up. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be the Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, his parents said, He is of age. Ask him. I know there's parents today that once a child is of age and moved out, they're no longer responsible. There's laws in the United States that would say that as well. But you know, these parents here, they had a pretty good reason to be afraid. You see, just before this happened, 
Jesus had a very public confrontation with the Pharisees. Jesus will be claiming a chapter or so before this that he's the light of the world. His claims made the religious leaders so mad they actually would try to stone Jesus. The last thing these parents wanted was to get in the middle of this war, this battle between Jesus and the Pharisees. If they spoke up for Jesus, they know that they're going to be thrown out of the temple. And you have to kind of think like a Jew here. This would be a big deal in their world, especially in the time of Jesus. This fearful couple knew that if they're thrown out of the temple, it would, it would make them strangers to their family and friends. It would be impossible to live and conduct business in their community. They would not be able to, to continue to practice their Jewish faith. If you cannot enter the temple area, you cannot offer the required sacrifices under the Old Covenant. They were afraid because they did not want to become outcast. So they pointed to their own son. Really, in a matter of speaking, they, they threw him under the bus. It's kind of what we would say today. Because he's of age, ask him. So they're trying to wash their hands of this whole situation and trying to walk away from it. But now we really get to the fun part of this story. Because, ironically, the blind man was the only one without any blind spots. There's no way I can improve on what John told uh, us on what happened that day, so I'm going to read John chapter 9, starting in verse 24, for the next 10 verses. So bear with me, please. So for the second time they called the man who had been born blind and said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He has answered, Whether he is a sinner I do not know. One thing I do know, though that I was blind, and now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? And he answered them, I have already told you, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples? I mean, this guy, he may have been blind, but he's really not stupid. He knew he's about to get uh, the same thing that happened to his parents. There, there's going to be some consequences. But I don't think he really cares. He's standing up for truth here. Verse 28. And they reviled him and said, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses. But as far for this man, we do not know where he comes. Verse 30. The man answered, Why, this is an amazing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he has opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. I want to pause there for just a second in that verse 31. God does not listen to sinners. That is taken out of context so many times it's not even funny. Uh, if God doesn't listen to sinners, uh, I'm in trouble and so is everybody else. Uh, that is not, uh, this verse is just always twisted way out of shape and it, it really should stop. Verse uh, 32, Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. 
If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. And then here we go. Verse 34. They answered him, You were born in utter sin. Would you teach us? And they had him cast out. You see, he was born blind, and so they're just knowing that he was had a sin problem. I don't know how a, a child in the womb could have a sin problem and be born blind. It, it defies reason, but that's what they believed at that time. So what, what his parents truly feared is exactly what happened to this poor man. I cannot help but, but wonder what's going through this man's mind. Just a short time ago, he was blind and he was a beggar. And now he can see the world and how ugly the world can really be. This ugliness is made even sadder when you stop and think how it is. It's all coming from so-called people who say they're believers of God, they're followers of God. And we have that same problem today. They claim to be followers of God, but yet they will cast you out of their lives and for whatever reasons. And it's so sad. But you see, Jesus, however, was all about to do even greater miracles for this brave man. Verse 35, Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and having found him, he said, do you believe in the Son of Man? And he answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. Verse 38, He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Just a note there for people that don't believe uh, that Jesus is God. There's this man, he's worshipping uh, Jesus, and Jesus it does not rebuke him. Nowhere in the text does he rebuke him. And we only have one God. And Jesus is God in the flesh. And he worshipped him. Verse 39. And Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. And some of the Pharisees near him heard these things and said to him, Are we also blind? And Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you have no guilt. But now that you say we see, your guilt remains. And if you can't see this in your own life, if you can't say uh, amen, you have to say ouch. Jesus not only opened the man's eyes, but, he, but the world around him, he opened that up to this man. Jesus also opened up this man's spiritual eyes so that this once blind man could see the truth everyone else had missed. In conclusion, we, we probably have, have heard the statement, There is none so blind as he who will not see. In this chapter that we've gone through today in the podcast, I encourage you to go back and read it, really study it. Uh, it's really neat. It's, it's, there's a lot there. We just really skimmed the surface. We saw a big pile of willful blindness. From the disciples, to the crowds, to the Pharisees, to the parents of the blind man. 
and every one of them was blinded in one way or another. You see, they all refused to see the truth. They refused to repent and believe the good news. Those who walk blindly in spiritual darkness can be healed and made whole. They refused to, to see the king of the kingdom standing right there in front of them in plain sight and that he was willing to give them sight, spiritually speaking, and they refused. There are a lot of people walking around today who seem blind to the fact that Christ and his love for them in his church, that he died for, he shed blood for. They walk around with their eyes tightly shut again, seeing God's power and the love for them. There are people who are blind to those around them who are hurting deep inside their souls and their lives. Will you let Jesus reveal your spiritual blind spots and open your eyes to his truth today? What will Jesus say to you on that last day? Since you say you see, your sin remains, and then be cast away into eternity, blinded by your own hateful and sinful heart. Or will you be as this, as this man that we studied here this morning and worship Jesus for all eternity? And today is the first day of your eternity. We're all in it. I hope that uh, you've enjoyed this uh, podcast. I know I really enjoy uh, the spiritual uh, side of this fact that Jesus was able to, to reveal himself as God to this man. Not only was he able to see physically the people around him but he's also opened his eyes spiritually and said it was your his god his creator standing in front of him who had healed him you know of all the miracles the blind opening the eyes of the blind in the old testament prophecy is considered only for the messiah and you cannot find anybody else uh, that had healed the blind as jesus has done Thank you for listening, and I encourage you to tune in each week as we uh, try to get a podcast once a week. We release it uh, really, really early Sunday morning, Eastern Time Zone. And be uh, able to download those, uh, subscribe, so that you get alerts when uh, we do send out the new ones. There's been many people who have encouraged us through email. We've had some financial support as well, and, and we appreciate that and those people who have done that. It's really made life a little easier for us. Uh, everybody here on this side of the microphone volunteer their time. And uh, we're, we need some help with equipment. And A few people have pitched in. And we praise God and hope that he blesses those people. Many people from all over the world is listening. And we pray for the church that is persecuted. We, we pray that God would always uh, be part of your life. And that he would help you and open your eyes too, to see him. I'm not saying it's fun to be persecuted. Don't forget to go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com. There you can contact us through the webpage with any questions you might have and your positive comments. And prayer requests as well. We're starting up a page for prayer requests. So if you have one and would like uh, us to post it on our webpage for other, other people, we do get quite a few hits each, each week. 
and I would encourage you to do that so we can pray for you as well. At the end, thank you for listening, and may God have the glory. Mm -hmm.